Welcome to the Timitit Podcast, where we have stimulating and all-inspired conversations with thinkers, dreamers, makers, movers, and trailblazers. In this episode, I speak to D, longtime friend and one of the initial writers on Timitit.com. She's a talented writer who continues to write for Timitit.com, an aspiring podcaster and photographer and an all-round amazing mother of two daughters. On an odd day, you'll find Dee daydreaming and exploring nature or indulging in a recent pastime, meditation. Dee is one of those people gifted with many ideas, and we have traveled a journey together over the last decade as a fellow idealist. In this episode, we carry on a range of topics. Join us as we talk about the usual suspects, from love, friendship, and more. Yeah, so I think the, the starting point for me um, is almost a recollection of our journey and where we met, when we met, <laughs> and anything that you might remember. Uh, I know just that we've known each other for quite a while now, and obviously we, you know, our relationship started off as colleagues, and then it has morphed on it and evolved, and and I think. It's, it's really matured in a way that is rare and is uncommon, especially starting from a base as colleagues. Because often colleagues, when you transition from one role to another, if you leave the company, that's the end of the relationship. But in your case, it's, it's, it's actually much, it's grown over the years. And it's, it's one of those uh, relationships that I think I consider and have a lot of regard for. And, you know, I find them, I find it very re- re- enriching and fulfilling. So, that's probably might be a good starting point, a place to start. And then, yeah, we'll just carry on from there. We'll flow, go with the flow. Um, absolutely. Um, yeah, my recollection of how we met or how, how we really started relating, I think it was, yes, like you rightly said, uh, first it was very official. You were my colleague from <laughs> like the other end of the world. And for me, is very important so I usually don't see people in I don't put people in a box so um, when the word the name Timothy came up it was mostly oh a colleague a potential friend I mean it could just be anybody else in my life as important not necessarily just within the box of the office you know context so I left. I had a. I had this open mind, you know, towards it. So it started with just official, you know, conversation, uh, but I left room for more, because I I believe in the value of the human existence and the influence that we have on each other, and I think that was how this whole thing revolved, you know. And then when I finally met you, I wasn't meeting a colleague in the box I was meeting a friend and interestingly you've come to be like a really important part of my life because um you've you've we've gone through most time when I have or encounter situations in my life I find your input as um as an avenue to get clarity You've always been in this clear space, and I admire that a lot about you. And you're, you've become a major influence in my life. So um, right now, you're not just that colleague anymore. It has evolved, and I really appreciate, you know, how, how far we've come. So thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> no, thanks to you. I think, and that's why, I, I, for me, it's unique. And that's why I think the starting point is really around the relationship and the dynamics around it. And it's not often that you really have somebody who you grow in that way beyond the context that was just meant to be a contractual, you know, corporate space which where we met initially and where the relationship started. And also in terms of even how you've framed it and, you know, saw it from your end, it was almost very visionary and almost anticipated, you know, a greater horizon ahead 
which is which is not common because I think to be able to switch context and to be able to continue growing and not almost not run out of runway is one of those very challenging things. So I don't know what your thoughts are about relationships and friendships and you know how we can be nurturing and allow those relationships you know those ones that obviously are meant to uh, to be yeah. to be able to really find a space a bigger space and a, and a bigger expression because i think that's a challenge for many people i don't know what your thoughts are on that one oh absolutely that's that's true um i over time i have learned a lot from people i think people are mostly my my quickest influence you know so people have a larger influence in my life and I always keep an open mind. So when I meet someone, the first thing that comes to mind is what value can I give and what value can I get in this relationship? So I try to define it. So it's not mostly all the work. It, most of the work or all of the work is not from one end. I believe it has to be reciprocated somewhat. So I live an open mind. Now, back to how my relationship with you evolved. Um, when I started speaking with you, I realized that you have a lot of things to offer. I don't know what you perceived about me, but I left the space of, okay, fine. This, there is a role that the natural, like nature just plays, like things just happen. But also I believe friendship or is a commitment. It's not just oh yes, let's just see what happens. It's also a kind of a certain kind of commitment to, okay, there is something happening here. I have to pay my own price. I have to pay my own dues and let this other person do theirs, play their own part as well. Now, at the end of the day, both actions or both efforts now makes things like really make sense or make it really worth it. Um, I remember I was writing something yesterday um, a thought just occurred to me about the word friendship. You know, a lot of us just define, we see anyone and then we assume people are just our friend. Like I said, it is a commitment. So it's a, okay, there's something I have to give. I hope this person sees something as well in me that he sees that I'm able to contribute and the person is as well going to or willing to make the commitment to contribute same to me. I think that's just the basis and that's actually how you and I have evolved um, over the years. I hope that answers your question. Wow. Wow, you've said a lot there. <laughs> I'm going to just slowly uh, unpack and maybe digest as well. Um, definitely, I'm going to be a listener to the podcast. So, <laughs> so I'm going to be just really like taking my pen and notebook. Because, because honestly, this this, so I think I shared with you uh, yesterday, a little clip around uh, this um, series. I'm not really into series and I'm not really into watching TV. I've actually felt that it's almost a waste of time, even have a, a, a subscription, a Netflix subscription. But interestingly, we ended up watching um, um, Love is Blind, which is a series uh, on Netflix, and I, I highly recommend it. And it was about just the dynamic of people meeting and kind of finding of course in this context it was finding their love but it was there was a filter there was a wall meaning you didn't see the person but you talked to them and based on that you actually build something and then eventually you actually made a commitment uh, and said hey you know i'm going to propose to you and then you're going to be my fiance even before you saw them and then finally you saw them and then it carried on and there was a lot of dynamics in now when i look at that space it fascinates me a lot <laughs> so it's it fascinates me a lot because i think the field of like the topic we're talking about relationship and friendship uh, is one that I think is just endlessly fascinating because there are so many dynamics. Now you've shared a take, which I absolutely connect with, you know, their whole element around commitment yeah. now. And, and I think you and I have had a curiosity around, you know, is love enough, you know? <laughs> and I don't know what your thoughts are in terms of just the broader aspect around love relationship and that dynamic and 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 friendship where does that fit in and yeah so i don't know what your thoughts are i mean i, I know i've kind of thrown in quite a bit but i'm not worried i mean that's how that's who we are like we're very uh, we just go with the flow and, and it's easy you know so i'm not really worried what, what might come to you just share what your thoughts might be around that dynamic you know is love enough and friendship and so on okay <laughs> interesting question i i 
know we've talked about this um, for some time now. Um, if there's anything I have to grasp in all what friendship and love, uh, my understanding of any kind of commitment or any kind of relationship is actually the word commitment. Um, you can't be friends with anyone you don't feel like you. Friendship in itself is like a contract. And so is love. Mm. You know, um, if there's anything that has defined the fact or the, the, the growth in my relationship with you, if I'm able to place one word to it, I think it's basically commitment. Now, there is no perfect person. And in life, we're evolving on a daily basis. I remember there are times, or there was a particular time when you and I lost contact, we lost touch, we couldn't talk or we couldn't communicate for a while. And when we eventually talked or whenever I'm not able to call you back or whenever I'm not able to communicate with you, after a while, you always said something. You said, no apologies, you know, life happens, mm -hmm. but we know that there is a commitment to this. Whenever there is a reaching out, there has to be a receiving. You have to, you, you're committed to, okay, fine. Even if I'm not available, there is a reaching out on this person's end, then I have to reach out as well. So I have to dedicate, I have to make sure, I have to commit myself and tell myself that it's beyond everything else that is happening. There is a lot more, you know, that has to be put in. Now, when you talked about my concept about love, I always feel a lot of things in life is actually overrated. You know, you see someone and everybody saying, oh yeah, I'm in love with this person. And then the person does something and the next minute you're automatically irritated by that person or you feel, oh, how did this, how did I even come to terms with saying that I love this particular person? So yeah, love is overrated or the word love is overrated. I think the moment we start realizing or we start coming to the understanding that all of these things are just the moment I look beyond that person's error and I'm like, okay, I'm just in love with this person, not with what they do. I'm in love with Timothy as a friend and I am committed to that friendship. So even if Timothy goes off and does something that I'm not happy with, within that commitment that this is my friend and I value the relationship that we have and I love him in love enough to look over the mistakes or what I presume, because now that is my own perception, not necessarily what mm. the person feels or what the person is going through or experiencing at that moment but once i perceive that and i'm able to like okay beyond look beyond that action and then make that commitment to that friendship not to some kind of idea that you have in your head and then you reach out i mean this this you know happen so basically i mean commitment I think it's a yeah I've, I've had I've, I've had the word commitment a few times now in your in yeah, your yeah, sentences but let's face it really even like virtually everything yeah. that we have to do for us to even get up from our bed in the morning it's your commitment to to leaving to being a part of something you know so so is friendship so is living healthy so is success so is anything anything else that we anything that we do at all it's our commitment to that thing or to a greater to a greater good so yes friendship love all of this it evolves or it revolves around commitment wow i mean it's just wow no 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 i mean it's it, it's it's not often that by here you know, like the way you've put it, you've put it so well, you know, and it's a perspective that I think I share with you, you know, the whole element of commitment, because the, the, the challenge with commitment is it's actually not sexy at all. It's actually just requires work. You have to do what you need to do. 
And you know this person, yeah, yeah, intentional. So, hmm, okay. So love is not enough. You need you need commitment. You need other things. You need. You need to be intentional about it. You need to, to. Okay, so <laughs> when we talk about love, it's and it's abused that word is abused oftentimes you know when you say or if i say that i I love you what do i mean does it really mean i'm saying that in the context of like spirituality of it the, the word love is actually too intense and I think a lot of us need to learn the real meaning of love. We need to understand that it's beyond attraction, it's beyond it's the word itself is actually the word commitment. So it's not it's based on what you okay. do, it's not based on what you look like, it's not based on my perception of you or something that you have to earn. It's just what it is. So here's an interesting one that just came to my mind now based on this Love is Blind uh, series that I watched. Um, and it was like one of the girls said, because eventually they didn't say I do to the guy because it was an experiment. The exit point was actually commitment to say, look, I do, you know, which, which is actually a commitment uh, for, you know, better or worse, whatever it is, like exchanging the vows at the altar, which okay. is really, you know, um, the ultimate place. And then she said to this guy that I love you, but I'm not in love with you. You know, so the, the pre-words were really nice. It was like, oh, okay, so we are there. Okay, she's going to make the commitment. But she said, no, she didn't say I do, actually. So <laughs> obviously then that means they didn't get married. And then later on, the explanation was, oh, you know, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And it's like, oh, wow. Okay, so I don't know what's the difference because <laughs> you, you and I, I mean, I've curiosities around okay. words. I don't know what your thoughts are about the two and whether okay. the, what's the difference between oh, the two. Okay. Um, I, I really, I haven't watched that series. I, I possibly don't know what's going on in her head when she said that, but I think I'm familiar with that as well. <laughs> and it took me back to what yeah. I just said a few minutes ago. The word love is actually all encompassing. I love you, Tim, as a friend. I love you. I love your person. Yeah. But I'm not in love with you. I think being in love with in, in her context would be maybe the intimacy part, the, 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 the picture of, okay, being together with this person. I love Ah, uh, okay. Okay. I love my hmm. Interesting. I love I mean, that's that's just the the definition or the thoughts that comes off the top of my head in that context. Okay, so so love is just generic and general, and then being in love is <laughs> <laughs> is meant to be like a notch higher or it's something. Interesting how we use words, you know. Um, I just heard in one of my programs that I. I listen to often i just heard someone saying that words actually are the least form of expression you know we use lots of words and we don't even know or the magnitude we don't understand the magnitude or just it just waters down the real meaning of what we're trying to communicate you know so yeah i love you but not in love with yeah. you i mean <laughs> no, honestly, I just really like felt like I should. I would punch you in the exactly. face if you said that. He's when clearly, exactly. <laughs> you, you know, a lot of uh, here's another angle to it. We could bring in the spiritual word. Yeah. Okay, so when Jesus came, he said, when Jesus was talking to his, his people, he said, "Love your neighbor as yourself." You know, and you're like, okay, yeah, love, uh, yeah, the word love. Everybody puts that out. Okay, so. I want to spiritualize it. I could say, oh, yes, I love everybody. Oh, I love you, but I hate the acts that you do. Oh, I don't like what you do. But that's not what love is. The context of love, everybody just makes it sound <laughs> spiritual. You know, I like it. Oh, I love my oh, neighbor because Jesus said, love your neighbor because it's biblical. You know, yeah. Wow. 
Now you're bringing in all our subjects now. Spirituality. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I know you've been on a path, you know, um, which is really uh, an exciting journey, you know, an exciting path in, in so many ways, really, in your life. And I'm so excited about that. Uh, and then obviously there's a lot of, um, you know, n- new spaces that you're stepping into and new things that you're learning. I know you've, you've, you've you know, um, you kind of really um meditation and you know spirituality and all that is a is a core component of that and there are certain perspectives you and i ha- you know have talked around you know around shudism you know i'm just curious your thoughts you know your journey and then your thoughts around the some of the things that are pushed across by society or expectations uh you know whatever you're calling shudisms um you know and uh, your thoughts on that so yeah your journey and then there's Obviously, the, the other aspect of it uh, on, your, on your thoughts. <laughs> okay, so this is really interesting, okay? Uh, because uh, talking about my journey, um, Timothy, as one, as a friend, you know a couple of things that I'd have to um, go through. And you understand that if there's anybody as confused in this world, it has to be me. And you are the most tolerant person. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're, <the most> <laughs> you're my coach. You're the coach. We're all looking up to you. You're the most communal person I know. Because, I mean, come, come to think of it, I call you one minute and I'm telling you, oh, I have this moment of clarity. I know what I want to do. I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. You know, there was even a time I had to draw out what I call a life plan. I had this spreadsheet and I was like, yes, this and this and this are what I need to accomplish in life. And, you know, almost yeah. immediately, I'm finding myself in this space where I have no clue. And I'm like, where, where did all that answer, you know, where did it go to? So it, for <laughs> a major part of my life, it actually put me in a lot of, um, should I say, very uncomfortable space that I always feel I have to be doing something to the point that I can't even spend a weekend relaxing. I would feel there has to be something I should be doing at this moment. I should, that word should. And (laughs) I've always been, you know, work until I, I think that trend actually made me lose something that is very valuable in my life. And I would always say this, no regrets whatsoever because like we said, life is a journey and whatever seems like a mistake is actually a learning point. I've come to discover that. So when that happened, I had to sit myself back down and I told myself, so I've been doing, I've been thinking a lot in my life and see how far this has brought me. Maybe it's actually time to change things up a little bit. So what have I been doing before? I love to do. I love to act. I love to figure things out. So maybe I should pipe down on that a little bit. And so I started learning to relax. So I would sit back and I would tell myself, today I am not getting out of bed. I'm a mother of two. Of course, when I say I'm not getting out of bed, I don't mean that literally. I have to get up. I have to, you know, and you have your child or your kid demanding for something so yeah but when I say I'm not getting out of bed I just tell myself today I'm just going to kick like kick back watch a movie and not feel guilty about it so it's that with the uh, little act mm-hmm. of kindness to myself I would go out there and I'll tell mm-hmm. myself I just want to give myself a treat so I started taking things slowly and then I realized that I came to a space of calm. Like, I started achieving even more than I was when I was always, you know, when this chatterbox goes off in my head and I get to the point of feeling it, it, everything just felt like it was just falling into place. So what I did and what you helped me do, Timothy, because I have to really, like, applaud you in that that note, was... I say I feel in a sense of flow, right? Um, through writing. 
So you mm. held me accountable back then. And what I found was whenever I pick up, picked up a pen and a paper and I just write, whenever I'm feeling like that pressure to think, to act, you know, I pick up a pen and I write down as if I'm talking to myself on paper. Now, that mm. aspect, that channel, that avenue of releasing my thoughts and my busy mind into a paper, kind of like clears it, and then I don't care what I do with that paper anymore. You know, sometimes I don't even read, sometimes I don't even go back to it. And mm. most, of course, on oh. most occasion, I just send that, I just shoot it out to you, Timothy. I don't even care, you're like my trash for my thoughts. Like, I just, okay. It's, it's precious trash, actually. I don't think there's anything trash that you've ever sent me. <laughs> oh, my dear. Because, I, I, and here's another thing. I try not to also put myself under the pressure. You know this much, anyway, that I don't my admin yeah. my work. Yeah. Because it, that puts me under a certain kind of pressure. And I'm like, oh, I'm not using the right words. I'm not, I'm a thinker like that. So I try to, okay, don't even pressure yourself. Just let it go. Just let it go. Now, that thought of letting it go started yielding me a result of peace. So if I'm doing something and I'm not feeling at peace or I'm feeling really troubled and I'm feeling really disturbed, that becomes my, 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 um, like a prompt for me to just stop. You know, I just quieten, I just quieten the voice and I tell myself, okay, Jello, this is time to stop. So if I'm doing something and I'm not feeling at peace with it, oh no, you're not doing the right thing. So I think this has been the flow for me up until where I am right now. I'm still learning. Um, but if there's anything that I've learned so far, it's that when you're not in that space where you're peaceful, where you're just calm, where you just where it doesn't matter what you should be doing, where you just don't care, where that was should, mm -hmm. you, know, you just feel yeah. at peace. Yeah. Even if that means not doing anything, sometimes not doing anything at all is actually doing a lot. So what helps me wow. in that space would be my nature walk, meditation. I woke up this morning and I was thinking, okay, what do I do before what? I find that making my bed, that's a new one that I just noticed. Just waking up and just making my bed, then brushing my teeth and maybe just come back to bed, but making my bed and seeing my bed needs, that also helps, you know. And yeah, a lot of other practices like as well. They've, they've just been, like I said, a learning process, but yes, I'm taking it a day at a time, a minute at a time, you know. And yeah. Wow. I'm getting my notebook, I tell you, and I'm going to re hit repeat. Because you've, you've also talked about an area both of us are very passionate about, and it's about, you know, writing and creativity. And I know that you've come a journey. The one thing that was very obvious to me up front was just that you are very expressive, you are very articulate, you are very good with language, and you could... No, you are. That was the thing. Now, but the thing that I think initially was almost like a stumbling block was almost this. Um, you've 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 talked about it, you know, quite broadly in terms of the journey that you've been on, which has been beautiful and amazing. But uh, perfectionism, you know, to a point where, and also scatterbrain, you know, lack of focus. So <laughs> I call you the dreamer, you know. So. And it's because I, I think I connect with that because I'm also like this person who's almost all over the show, all over the place, different interests. You know, I'll get excited about an idea and then I'm, I'm going to pursue it along the way. And then along the way, another rabbit shows up exactly. and then I'll leave that and then move on. You know, so so tell me, you know, maybe just talk a little bit about your journey and how you've kind of let go of perfectionism, how you found that happy medium between, you know, something that is getting excited and begin to really work on it to get something out. Um, and also the balance that you now strike, which allows you to also rest and relax within that. I know it's, it's, a, it's a bit almost like a, a triad yeah. of sorts. Okay, this, this, this might sound uh, very, should I say, use the word stupid? Uh, but this is what I started doing. I stopped thinking. Now that's fine. 
right? Hmm. Um, me before now, I would have a conversation with someone, and then maybe the person makes just a harmless statement. I would go back and I would think, what was this person thinking? To have made that statement. <laughs> so I'm trying to get in the person's head. And using whatever I'm able to conjecture, just from one statement, and then I build it and I compare my life and put my life on the pedestal of that. And then I'm trying to figure out maybe something that isn't even there. Most of the time, it's never really there. And then maybe I now have a conversation. I'm prompted to maybe go back and revisit and ask the person, oh, so you mentioned something. And the person's like, oh, no, it was just something. And I feel all that energy that I've put in, in analyzing and figuring out and just, you know, all of that's just wasted. So I have learned to, like I said, let go. And this is what has helped me. So I try to tell myself not to try to figure things out anymore. So whenever a thought or an idea, for instance, maybe for, like I think of, a, of, of business ideas whenever I have a challenge with something, I feel, okay, this could be a business idea. So instead of me getting to it and starting to think and figure it out, I just put it on paper and then I let it go. So if it comes back, oh, well, all good. If it doesn't, all good. So when it does come back, if it does come back and it's becoming reoccurrent, I pick up a pen and I just keep writing. So I just write and then I just dump it. I write and then I just drop it. So that way, I don't have to think to figure it out. The answer just comes. And then when it keeps coming, it helps you build a kind of trend. And then you start realizing, okay, there's, I think I'm onto something here. Now, when you start building that trend, then that becomes like the universe. Okay, I use that. I'm, I use that word a lot lately. I use the word the universe because I believe there's something greater than us that mm-hmm. communicates with us, and the yep. re- repetition or the flow. You know, uh, you have to always be in that space to actually receive to hear. Now, the process of trying to think it out and be perfect and try to make sure that everything just goes as planned is, I, I figured or I found as actually is a way of creating a block or a, a resistance to the flow that is coming mm. in from, mm. you know, your higher self or from something bigger than you. So when you just let it go, whenever it comes in, write it out and just let it go, drop it. The same source, the same place where that answer or that thought came from, the corresponding action that needs to be taken will happen. So all we have to do, now emphasis on the word do, is just let go. Mm. And which is something that I found that it's, it's, a, it's even a lot of work on our hand because we just, we are doing being. We don't want to just, we just want to do because we believe or the world has conditioned us to believe that if we're not doing, we're not moving, we're not progressing. So the moment we overcome that impulse to do, to think through something that we need to do, and we just feel like the need to just let go and trust something bigger than ourselves, you know, to take charge, that that helps with overcoming that perfectionism that that just goes on in our head. I think at least that has helped me. Hmm, I like that. I like that a lot because it helps because also I think in our, in our community, we have uh, people who are aspiring writers or people who've kind of been passionate about getting the expression out there. And then oftentimes they get stuck and, and this gets stuck is actually in their mind. You know, they kind of creating, keep on creating this loop in their head, this story. Okay. In fact, interestingly excuses, things that just, are, I like how you put it like roadblocks, things that mm-hmm. hold you back. That, that don't allow you to really gain the momentum that you need to be able to yeah. get it out of the way, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to create or bring forth. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so in that, in that light, there, there's, when it comes to creativity, 
And that's that's the beauty of it, you know. When it comes to creativity, you are not thinking. You are just allowing. So most of my writings that I mm, like that. found, I Timothy, I've sent you messages in the middle of the night. I've sent you my article. Most of my articles yeah. that I've written that yeah. I've sent to you are either in that space where I'm not even trying to figure it out. And the most profound ones that you're always yeah. getting back to me, like, wow, wow. They're mostly from my subconscious state. I remember writing, sleep writing one time. And then all I just did, like I said, I just dumped on you. I didn't even figure out what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't read it. I just dumped it on you. So what that, what that process yeah. has taught me is that a lot of writers, we try to, when we try to write and we're like, uh, yeah. I have to do this and then do this. After this, I have to make sure the words are perfect. And then I have to say this before I say this. Now, that process of trying to analyze and figure it out and put A before B and then C, you know, it's actually obstructs the flow, you know. And that, anyway, that's what I figured. Now, if you look at my room right now, I have like, lots of sticky notes stuck up on my wall and I've written, okay, yes, I want to do a book project. I want to write this book. This would be my first chapter and then second chapter. And I have all of that plastered up all over my wall. But trust me, I haven't picked up a pen to write anything. The only things that have actually made sense so far are just scribbles. One sentence comes and then I write it mm. and then I stick it out. A sentence comes in, I write it, I stick it out. Now, this doesn't um, say that, or this doesn't, this is not encouraging putting up a subpar work or trying to um, just give things that are not quality. But the we have to understand that the word of creativity is beyond us. It's beyond the individual. Now, yeah. most times when you, when I write, I read back at my writing sometimes. I'm like, where did that come from? Meaning, exactly. Meaning there's something <laughs> beyond you. Sometimes we don't even know what we know, you know, until we let it flow. So just give it room. Let it flow. Then about making sense of it later, you can figure that out. But at that point there is an instant communication that you just cannot afford to let go of. So just, just don't do anything. Let it go. Go to your source of inspiration and just abandon the, the process of trying to think and figure things out. Basically, I mean, that, that's, that's my thinking in that, in that aspect. And, it, and it's okay if you don't write a whole article or a whole chapter of your book for a while. That, that's okay too. But then maybe what that is telling you is that you just need a break or maybe that means that you're doing something that you haven't been doing before. You just need to take a breather. Now, what your job is right at that time yeah. is actually to figure out what is happening. And to understand, even if it means letting go, just let it go. And then when it comes, it will come. And trust me, it will be worth that period of relaxing and letting go. That's it. Oh, you said a lot. <laughs> you said a lot. Um, because honestly, I think I, I, when I look at your journey and your evolution as, as a writer now, you know, there was, there were certain, you, 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 you again, you, you're, you're very gifted, you know, you're able to really stitch words together. And then there, there was an element in like, yeah, this person, I feel there's, they have something in there they're trying to say, but they, at some point their consciousness kicks in. And then the other bit of like, yeah, you now allow yourself where you, you, you show up and there's a certain subconscious element where it's like, you're really not in charge of this thing. You really let it go completely because because and I think that's really where the power of us, you know, those who, who feel called in this space of being creatives, being writers, storytellers comes in because you're not really you, you look at it like you're, you're, you build characters like those characters never existed. You're the one who birthed them. You created those characters to allow you to, to be a vehicle to be able to tell a certain story and for a certain lesson to be delivered, you know, to the greater community. You know, there is a, you know, 
and, and I think we are a reflection and a mirror of society and in whichever format that comes out. So, and I think that's very empowering. And I know the other thing which you and I have talked about is around, you know, uh, alter egos, <laughs> pen names, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. So I don't know what your thoughts are in terms of really being authentic, because I think here the key thing is about being able to find your flow or to tap into the, that higher source that you're calling it and being able to be authentic because you want to be, you know, the two of them. Sometimes being very authentic means you're vulnerable and maybe you don't want to be that exposed. I don't know what your thoughts are in terms of just that whole dichotomy and, and mix, uh, you know, to be to be such to be able to be able to be an effective writer if i may put it that way um uh i I remember there was a time when you would always say okay create an alter ego now the intensity of that word didn't occur to me up until recently when i met alex alex by the way you would eventually Mm -hmm. as well (laughs) i would get i hope i get the pleasure of introducing her to you anyway (laughs) <laughs> yes, please. We look forward to hosting Alex on the show yeah. <laughs> on okay, the so podcast because this this is your this is your place for all the you crazy know? people, all the misfits, all the ag ones, all the empty heads, the dreamers, the thinkers, the trailblazers, all the weirdos. Hang out here. <laughs> You're safe. <laughs> your home. So, so um, I I've always heard that term, and I never really embraced or understood the magnitude the, the thing is sometimes we we know things or we hear things and we don't really understand the magnitude of those things until we experience them i experienced my moment of alter egoism yeah. um like a while back they're just very recently i just noticed that i i woke up and i found myself desiring or i found myself in another being like I could feel my body but I knew that I wasn't in control of that body I remember the previous night I hadn't Hmm. slept I I only have less than two hours sleep of sleep and then I was just I just got the prompting to get up pick up a pen and just write and then I was writing I was feeling fatigued right in my physical body but that's whatever was in charge wasn't letting me just lay down there because I just couldn't, I wouldn't. And I ended up, by the time I was done, I was of course exhausted. And then I dropped my pen and I hit my head on the pillow to sleep. And that was when I realized what had happened. Now, how I got there. I always, like I said, I've always been a thinker. And this old thing about creativity still boils down to thinking. Now, when you try to think or when you try to figure things out, the world of creativity is beyond whatever it is you think you know in your head. A motivational speaker will come on stage and tell you everything that he has read in the book or from his experience or from a source or the other, you know, and they pair these things together and they use these really big words and you're impressed. But a creative, a creative, (laughs) you don't, you don't have a, yes, your creativity might be influenced by something you read, by something you see, by, but the point is, your source is broader, is bigger and larger than anything philosophical, anything that has ever been thought through or reasoned or imagined by anybody else. This is your unique self. You are like a channel. Okay? And for you to Mm -hmm. be a useful channel, you have to be a door. Now, my my transition to this phase started with me and this mantra i am a door now we have to realize we are beyond her person i am not this person talking i am just a vessel i am 
supreme. I am a vessel to reach out to the world. But for me to reach out, I have to be getting my, whatever I'm giving out, I have to be getting it from something other than myself, other than this being that I, so I am not the body that you see. I am more than this body. And for me to remain that more than the body, I have to be tapped into my source. And for me to be tapped in, I have to be open. I have to be that door like, okay, so I'm ready. I'm open. Hmm. I'm ready to be used, you know? I like so that. I wake up in the morning and I just sit and I'm just like, I'm the door. I'm open and I'm receiving everything good. I'm receiving the right inspiration. I'm receiving the right words. I'm receiving the right, you know, ideas. And I am a channel through me. I am giving out everything that I am, I am, that I represent. I am pouring it out and I am being a blessing to the world. And as creative, as writers, our source or our channel of being a blessing to that world is through our writing. So the moment you're not opening yourself up to source, then you are denying a lot of other people the opportunity to get blessed by what you're supposed to be giving. So you are a door you receive and then you channel by giving out. And you have chosen to be, to, to give out through your writing. So you have to open up and then give. So the moment you have all of this boxed up in you and you're not giving out, you're not channeling, you're not letting it go. And if it's not coming out, it can there will mm. be space for it to come in. And if you're not opening in, opening yourself up, there is no coming in. And if, if there's no coming in, there is no going out. So it's like a continuous flow. It's a state of flow. So, yeah. I like that a lot. I like the way you've just connected it and put together the concepts and ideas you know, into this source and how everything taps into that. And now you're yeah. this channel, you're this door, this avenue that allows you to be able to pass these beautiful things, inspiration, you know, um, encouragement, whatever it is that you need to put out there. So I'm curious, I know another area that, uh, I, and even you even had a tag, successpreneur. <laughs> just, just your thoughts on success, you know, <laughs> If you do remember, I know it's not, we haven't That's talked about true. it recently. We haven't. That's yeah. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on success? You know, and I think probably this, and then I'll have one other question. <laughs> and then we just head towards a wrap up. Uh, but yeah, okay. like your thoughts on success. Uh, like with every other thing, I always said that a lot of things in life are overrated. And um, interestingly, a lot of us at one phase or at one point in our life or the other, um, we buy into the world stream or the media's definition and we just forget ultimately who we really are meant to be. Now, um, if you asked me this question like a few years ago, my answer would be, oh, success is somebody, uh, uh, success is when you have everything that you've, you need or you require in life. Or if you don't have it, you have a channel, a source that you believe that can give that to you. And in this sense, I mean physical possession. I mean you have abundance, bank account, you are a person of influence, you walk down the streets and people are looking at you like, oh, that person, I know him, is the owner of this large, you know, things like that. And the truth is, this is also what the world yeah. defines as yeah. success. However, over time, I've figured that... Success is actually, you know, a journey. It's a continuous um, transition, you know, from one point to the other. Mm. Now, success for a mother would, of course, at that moment be taking care of a kid and making sure they're safe. And, and, and you know, she's a successful person. She might not be in somebody else's context. So yeah. I think the word success is basically a definition that you give and you continuously and daily evolving and living your your utmost self or your utmost being your best at that moment and living life, just living in the flow, basically. That is success for me right now. 
if I'm able to tap in to mm. my supreme self and I'm able to feel the connection and I feel like I am moving in the right direction, I'm making progress, it, could ne- it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm doing anything. You know, that's success for me. Success are the little things that we do, you know, that's just, that just goes a long way. Mm. So there is, mm. no, there is no casting stone definition for success. You might not have a dime in your account, but you have that peace. You have that satisfaction that I have achieved. I have done mm. what I need to do. So now I'm at the point where I have to just let it go. That is being successful. Now, success for me mm. on a particular day, on a day like yesterday, was that I'm just going to sit in bed and I'm going to watch a movie. And yesterday was a successful day, trust me, because I did watch movies. Wow. <laughs> and I felt, I felt good so success good. is is revolving basically so there is no pressure of you have to have a certain or you have to be a certain person success is it's fluid mm. Mm, I like that you're using all the right words oh. transition, <laughs> fluid, flow ah, that's really good <laughs> so yeah. So maybe as we come to a wrap up, um, what are things that you feel, you know, like what, what are things that you'd say have been big lessons for you, you know, over the last couple of years that really, things you've really picked up? I know some of the things we've talked about in this conversation, but things that have really popped at you that challenged how you thought about them, um, you know, just, I don't know what what those might be for you. And then um, linked to that is just really um, your your. What, what what are you looking forward to? You know, in the in the days ahead, I know there's Alex who hopefully <laughs> will get to be introduced to. <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah, uh, let me just be let me be keep calm and <laughs> and wait for the right moment um, because I yeah so yeah yeah so take it away. I mean, just your thoughts and perspective, things that really you know challenge you, challenge convention, things that you have had to undo or unlearn, and then things that you've just London's like wow this is amazing and this is interesting thank you Tim if there's anything that has been so profound for me in all my journey right now it's the fact that I don't have to do anything and I can still be fulfilled that for me is utmost satisfaction now what I look forward to I'm on this path where I've come to realize that living beyond thinking, beyond figuring things out, is an utmost state of being. So I always, every waking moment of my life now, I always try to make sure that I am tapped in, I am connected to Okay, so when I keep talking about being tapped into source, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're moving in clouds, your head is always in cloud. No, it means that I'm in the space where I'm just at peace. And even if something happens that is not as planned in quote, I believe it's for something bigger. And all I have to do is look beyond what it is right now. So because this is a journey, it's a daily process for me. So I'm looking forward to that moment where I don't even have to feel the need to have to do anything, you know, and I just want to just keep Mm. being, living my utmost self, like just being happy, being at peace, being in this continuous flow and doing what I need, what needs to be done. And what needs to be done necessarily doesn't mean action. What needs to be done could just be just flow, just relax and open up and then channel it out. Let the flow, let, let just being in the moment of flow. Mm. So, yeah. Wow. So, so I think I can relate to that a lot. And I know some people may say, yeah, how can you get there by doing nothing? And I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. And I said, perhaps among the most profound uh, things for me was around this alignment thing. And it was, it's exactly, I think it's similar to, you know, what you're talking about in the sense that 
it's a point of alignment where you're saying I'm connecting to source and then I'm tapping from source and I'm allowing source to really, you know, to, because there's abundance in, in, in source, you know, that's, that's the thing. So, because mm-hmm. normally we are so geared on mission because I mean, I think among those things Absolutely. that learn very hard is like, yeah, mm-hmm. what's your purpose? What are you doing? It's like, yes, you know, we're going there, changing the world. And then we realize, no, 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 no. It's, that's just too much drama. And then I, I, a statement that settled it for me was around assignment, you know, alignment comes before assignment, which says you want to be connected mm-hmm. to source yeah. and you want to be aligned to the right mission instead of saying, I am on mission and I'm doing out there. I, and, and you end up doing just, you know, it might be, so you must have the right Absolutely. sense of things first, the right perspective about things and what is right and what is priority versus just saying, oh, I'm doing this, I'm here, I'm there, I'm this busybody. And then at the end of the day, you look at it it's like, so what? I, what impact am I having? Yeah. What impact? You know, uh, yeah, you, you know, know is this even here? Yeah, yeah. In all my years of doing, I really couldn't account for a huge success in my life. I could only account for stress and oh yes, she's a hardworking person from people, right? But the moment I stopped doing and I started aligning. The results has been phenomenal. Like it's just been, you don't have to see it. <laughs> and honestly, I'm not at that point where I even, Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. don't want to use that word flippantly, but out of not wanting to sound arrogant, but I don't want to really care so much and make other people's opinion matter so much as much as it is with how I feel aligned to source. So, yeah. Exactly. I like that. I like that. That's 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 it. That's it. You've said it. So uh, again, um, this is your corner for all the crazy people, and yeah, where we have unconventional conversations, uh, things that are not linear, where we connect at deep places and go with the flow. I mean, and that's really the essence of who we are, because that's where abundance is. That's where the best of us shows up. That's where we are able to magnify and realize our potential and just be the best we can ever be. And also be a point and a source of overflow for other people. Our overflow, our abundance, you know, impacts and affects other people, you know, positive way. Instead of mm-hmm. being desperate to try to be liked or get approval from others, you know, try get validation from others. Because again, there's a social construct out there that tries to put us, put us in its own mold to try to fit in a certain, you know, box, which we all really doesn't serve us at the end of the day. So if you're somebody who is spirit-led, you know, a soul aligned and is keen on, you know, being the best you can ever be, I mean, this is the place to be. Mm-hmm. We are crazy. We are edgy. We are cranky. We are all over the place, Absolutely. but still you'll feel it and you'll know that yes, this is the place to be and the frequency to tune into and the energy to just vibe with. Right. So I, thank you again. This has been such a thrill and uh, yeah, I can't wait to listen to it and take notes <laughs> over all the nuggets that you've shared. <laughs> anything I would like to, for someone, whoever is listening to this, to take away from, from this, it's, it's like on a final note that we are loved, you are loved. Yeah. Now, a lot of us have, it, have a boxed yeah. definition of the word love, like we said earlier in this, in this but trust me, the real definition of love. You are loved by the universe. And the truth is, whatever it is that you desire, because yes, at the end of the day, there are also physical needs, like we have to pay bills. And these things sometimes just obstruct or comes in the way in our, to our mind, you know. And it sometimes, yes, distracts us from being connected. But you should always know this. The universe loves you. And is more committed to you than you are to yourself. So whatever it is you're seeking, is seeking you. So you don't have to do. You don't get by doing. You get by being. And just releasing yourself and just being that door. Being open to receive and being a channel to be a blessing to others. So I hope that helps someone. Wow. That's just 
the most beautiful set of words to conclude this episode. And thank you again for being a wonderful guest and definitely um, look forward to future discussions and you're most welcome again uh, to the podcast. Um, thank you so much. Really appreciate this. And I know that it's going to really enrich so many people. And, you know, personally, I've really enjoyed just connecting. And yeah, so I think um, this has thank been you. absolutely phenomenal. Thank you again. Thank you again for joining us for today's episode. Until next time, this has been the Timmy Chit Podcast.